The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. At this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, well, here's here's what you should have done. And I'm thinking... Yeah, right. It's one of my favorite openings ever. And I've watched that alternate ending, and it is garbage. It doesn't go where you think it's going to go. There's a monster. I am I'm ready for it to be over. Well, but I, I'm not sure I can even fully explain why I love this movie so much. I had some issues with the scene. Oh, uh, my feelings on it have not changed. I fell asleep until the screaming. This is actually where I started enjoying the movie. This is one of my favorite scenes in all of cinema. I thought that should have been cut completely. Oh! Well, I'm sure it's artistic and you just don't get it. Uh, here we are, Fellowship of the Real, Four Friends, and a movie. This time, uh, we are continuing on. This time, we're going to do We Own the Night, and this was Chris's pick? Yes. Yes. A uh, Joaquin Phoenix, a lot, a lot of big stars in this. I consider it a Joaquin Phoenix movie. I, I pretty much love everything he does, uh, and we're going to get into that. We want to continue with our little uh, sherry-induced competition here. She... Uh, has come up with the idea of testing our movie knowledge. So three or four questions of whose line it is that anyway, we can't use that title. Walk the line. We can't use that. I don't guess. No, I'm just blown away. But by how much all three of y'all know about the, about movies. We can, um, well, we, I don't have a life, so that's my reason. Uh, and and yeah. just so I'm I'm putting y'all to the test. We could call it "Who said this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck said that? You know, yeah, there you go. <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, so. When we get a title for this, this will be a lot more slick. But for now, here is Sherry's trivia time. I don't know. All right, Sherry. Okay. Now, this one has a word in it that I'm not going to say. So, uh, but I'm, I'm going to quote it as best I can. And I'm just going to substitute a word. Remind us of the rules again real quick. Um, are we naming actors? Naming the movie? What are we? Just remind me. If you can name the movie, okay, or the actor or the character name, all yeah. of it works. Yeah, it, all of it works. Yeah. Okay. Where do you think this line came from? Gotcha. Okay. Now this is one that <laughs> that I just thought was so funny, and and I don't know if y'all have seen the movie, but here it goes. And like I said, there is a word that I'm not going to say. I'm going to substitute. The word fudge, if you can guess what I was not saying. Christmas story. Huh? A Christmas story. Oh, no. But oh, fudge. Yeah. Well, okay, that yeah. works, but no, that's not it. All right, here it is. <clears throat> it's like my mama always said. Forrest Gump? No. <laughs> no, but good guess. It's like my mama always said. Two tears in a bucket. Mother fudge it. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. That's... Uh... Yes. You want to see my candy? <laughs> yes, it's the Lady Chablis. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, 
Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in decades. Oh. Yeah, no, no. I've never seen it. You never, never, you've never seen, seen it? Oh, my God. you got to see Good Evil. Well, apparently, yeah. I knew, I was, I knew I was missing out. Yeah, my, Spacey, my, too, right? Mm. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend watched that while I was at work one day, thankfully. So she you, you're not it. interested in that movie? I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe it's, I would be. it's directed by Clint Eastwood. It's, um, nice, okay. It takes place in Savannah. It's a true story. I don't know how... It has a lot of the same people of Savannah. I mean, it's it fits... The way life is, yeah, yeah. There. A lot of the characters are based on real people who live there. I've been to Savannah mm-hmm. once. We stayed with a a doctor and his wife. The man, who was a doctor, rode around with a skeleton as his passenger in his car. So there are some quirky, eccentric people. characters that yes. they, they put into the movie. Hmm. Uh, there's really people it's like a, that. It's like a weird that. little yeah. Anyway, but it's a good movie. It's got a twist in it. It's good. It's yeah, John Cusack is real good. Not a comedy, Clint, but... Clint Eastwood directed, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, the next one. And this one, y'all probably will know, but there's there's two people speaking this. Uh, one character, then another, and then the character answers. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Anyway, it's a, he says, I'm merely a humble butler. What exactly do you do? I buttle, sir. It, I think I know it. Does, it, does anybody else... Is that Mr. Deeds? No. No? Oh, well, it's, uh, I know it. You, you, you want to take it? It's Go Clue. It. It's Clue. It's Clue. Yeah. It's, uh, I, nice. That's one of my favorite lines when he says, I buttle, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, seen wait. that movie half a bajillion times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the, the butler's? Um, Tim Curry. Tim Curry, yes. yes the legendary says, Tim Curry. Yeah, see, if I said it with an accent, maybe no. you would Yeah. <laughs> he says, I buttle, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. I love this. So many... Gags in that movie. I like the the whole did I step in dog shit <laughs> gag when they're coming in. Everybody's checking their shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like the movie. That's a comfort movie. I like. I'll put that on just to chill. You know. I like that it has so many different endings. Just like the game. It, it, you yeah, know, it's like yeah. the game could go. And apparently, I'm not sure in in the theaters did they only have one ending in certain places and in, I don't know. yeah they did different endings in different locations oh really yeah well, that's, that's cool. really cool yeah, the only yeah. reason that movie took off and became a big cult hit as it was is cuz it was so inexpensive on VHS is that right yeah all the VHSs were back back in the day when they were first released 80 bucks 100 bucks oh, oh. and clue yeah. oh, was yeah. $5 <laughs> so, if so you all saw the it. families Bought Clue because that's what they could afford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you saw it in theater, right, and you got ending A, and then you bought the VHS, did, were all the endings yeah, on the VHS? I think so, yeah. All the endings. You didn't get just A, and then had to go try to find a different no, no, one no, right. to get B or whatever. Right. That's really cool. Yeah, they, they got the and it, that's how it, that's how it went, or this how it could have gone, or something. Oh, nice. Yes. I wonder how many arguments that started. That's not how Clue ended. Were you nuts? <laughs> you <know? laughs> that's true. Did you see the movie? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. And then the last one is a very famous line that apparently is misquoted quite a bit. But the true line is, why don't you come up sometime and see me? Was this movie in the 21st century or the 20th century? 20th. It's a very old movie. Yeah, I know. Why don't you come up sometime and see me? Best little whorehouse most, in Texas. Most pe- no, but it's close. <laughs> most people say, why don't you come up and see me sometime? But it's actually, why don't you come up sometime and see me? I have not seen the movie. I w- I don't. I didn't know the name of the movie. I had to look it up. But the character is Mae West, and it's a very old movie. She done him wrong. That's the name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never in a million. See, I know, but That's... it is a very 
Have you never heard anyone say, No. Why don't you come up and see me sometime? Not since the 1940s. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, well, I heard Tom Selleck say it on Magnum. I think it was. Yeah, no, I feel like I've heard people say that. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize because to James' point, I didn't realize it was a movie quote. That's a deep. That's a deep track. I I told you it's a very old. I don't know that I've never seen it. She got tired of us getting them all right, so she decided to test us, and we failed. (laughs) No, I've never seen the movie. I had to look it up. I I was a fixed game right there. I did ask my mother. I I feel like that was, and uh, she didn't know it was Mae West from this movie in 1994. The character says, (laughs) "What." Oh, I've got one like that that I I absolutely love, but no, I haven't. What? I I don't know. (laughs) In what movie did the character say the? Yeah, okay. uh, No, now wait a minute. Now, the clue one, I buttle, that isn't a meme. There is a meme that goes around, so. I mean, that's kind of a deep track, but still, I I think. You got us. You were tired of us getting them, and you got us. (laughs) Right. And and like I said, that sore losers crying about. Well, uh, well I no. told you that, you know, it may be something that's quoted all the time, or it may no, be no, something no. that's deep in the movie that that maybe. Yeah, no, no, you, they can't all be Big Lebowski quotes, right? So. Oh my gosh, no. All right. Okay, so well, I'm surprised that uh, that you haven't seen uh, Midnight in the Garden. I would have thought you'd been all over that and. Yeah, clue is clue is a company. Yeah, nothing against it. Just haven't seen. No, it. no, it's it, I like it. I, it's good. Yeah, it's a John Cusack movie, The Midnight. Yes, John Cusack plays a he's a reporter going down there to do a architectural story or something. You know, on the architect- Chris, he, and and um and the part the part the party yeah uh, he, so it's a Chris a big Christmas party uh, yeah the, the Savannah Christmas party is a big deal social scene so he go, he's going down there to write about it and then and then it ends up being a murder mystery yeah it gets enmeshed in a local murder or whatever anyway. I'm sure my girlfriend would love it if I watched that movie with her well then maybe I, I think it's good I mean I think you would enjoy it it's not yeah it's, I like Clint Eastwood movies I don't really like John Cusack all that much and that's just a personal thing I don't know why he's good in stuff I've seen him in yeah Phil just good died in, a little bit yeah no I. I he was yeah. good in Love and Mercy. Have you seen that one? The Brian, uh, oh, good Lord, the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson? Brian Wilson, where he plays an older Brian Wilson. Oh, he is fantastic that. in that. Yeah. Okay. He was, on a, he was on a series on Prime that they canceled after one season, which I was very upset about. Anyway. You're going to kill me, James, but I liked him in Con Air. Oh, yeah. He was yeah, good in that. Fun in that. But he yeah. wasn't the only one in that that made no, that. No, 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 no. Yeah, right. Not at all. But he was, he but was like, good. But uh, like Gross Point Blank. Yeah, that's and good. And like, I just never got into him. For okay. whatever high fidelity, yeah, I that's a good I just, one. Identity is Ooh, good. Did you, did you say better off dead? Better off. He's yeah. young in that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I mean, it was good because I had Dan Aykroyd in it and stuff. Like it, it was fun just for some reason. Me and yeah. John Cusack, it was, I didn't mesh. I don't know. Well, I, I, we may be the same age. He, I, I grew up on John Cusack. He was. Yeah, I think we were. Anyway, cool. all right. So we own the night, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. What? So I'm very interested. Not only in just why, but like I I had high expectations for this movie going in. I didn't know I know nothing about it, never yeah. seen it. So why why would you pick this movie? Oh, I don't know. Um I really, really like it. It's uh I guess it's a movie that I've watched and kind of like analyzed myself. Um and not necessarily like all of like I hadn't gone through the whole thing, like with Catboys Beats. Um sorry. Uh, once again, Blake Snyder, uh Save the Cat is what we call Catboy. Yeah. And his 15 story beats. 
And I knew, like, I, I guess I really liked the opening, his opening and closing images, walking uh, uh-huh. Phoenix's character. So I knew those were strong. I really I like think, that opening image. Yeah, they're very solid. I think, of course, <laughs> the opening image is, is lots of fun. But um, yeah, what's what's uh, Eva, Eva Mendez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just should pause it on her legs at all times. Fell <laughs> um, out. Sorry, mute, mute, mute. Jerry's mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I thought it would be a, a fun movie to to you know talk about once we had started this podcast. It was kind of. Got me thinking. You uh, last time you'd shared that you had a list of uh-huh. movies, yeah. and I had like a like a mental list, but didn't really write anything down. So I started writing them down, and my list is it's not done, and it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy long. It? Yeah, Mine and so I got to try to. And what's cool is we have some of the same movies on list. So like I tried to remember anything that because I saw your list last time. I'm like, all right, well James already got them. Let me not put those down. Let me put different ones. But yeah, anyhow, I just I thought it'd be a fun movie to discuss. And then I guess, like I'd said, since you were doing uh, The Mummy, um, so this really fun, lighthearted, you know, yeah. adventure film, I thought, well, let me do something more dark and gritty. And I thought, we on the night, but it could have easily been, in, in you know, something else. Sure. So. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's get into Money Creeks fans, uh, and we'll kick this thing off. All right. Money Creeks fans. Does anybody else have the notes? I got the notes here. I could go through them unless you... Go for it. Uh, I got the IMD pulled up. Okay. I'll just re- read the synopsis real quick. Uh, I got this off uh, Rotten Tomatoes as well. In 1988, New York's police wage an all-out war on drugs, uh, and guilty and innocent alike become casualties. Bobby Green, Joaquin Phoenix, manager of a nightclub that is often frequented by gangsters, tries to remain neutral but hides a potentially fatal secret. His brother, Mark Wahlberg, and father, Robert Duvall, are both cops. After his brother is wounded in an assassination attempt, Bobby can no longer remain neutral. He joins forces with his brother for an all-out assault on the mob. I think it's the Russian mob. It's not necessarily the Italian mob, but right. that'll work. Uh, I, was, I had seen this movie a long time ago and remember liking it, but I also remember thinking, yeah, it was pretty good, and then not ever thinking about it again. Like it's, So it's not a movie that I watched and said, well, I got to have that, because I thought I did have it, but I didn't. And so I remember liking it, but I guess moving on and not really liking it enough to say, oh, I got to have that. Uh, so we got a copy and I did, and, and watching it again, I, I do like this movie. I think it's in the same vein as, you know, well, it's a gritty crime drama and, and there are several movies like that in that genre. And this is, it's a dark, gritty crime drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a little surprised at some of the ratings uh, on this. They're not as high as I would have liked. So the tomato meter, and again, you know, this is, a little unfair because some of these movies, as we've always stated, were not around when Tomato Meter was. I don't know if this was or not, but... This was 07. That's, yeah, I 2007. Think, so, yeah, I think it was around. Yeah. Tomatoes was definitely a thing. Okay, so 57% of the critics gave it three and a half stars or above. So, kind of a, a lukewarm reception there. Fans did a little better with 61% giving it three and a half stars or above. But I think that's I think that is low. I, I don't normally print any of the reviews out, this was a one-line review, uh, sort of a summation of all the critics by Rotten Tomatoes. An average review, bland characters, cliche dialogue, and rickety plotting ensure We Own the Night never lives up to its potential. And I think that's unfair. Yeah, I don't guess I agree with any of that. Yeah, I, I don't think the plotting is rickety. I was able to, to nail down beats. I don't think the characters were bland, necessarily. I mean, I mean, they're bad guys and good guys, but... Yeah, but 
I don't know if I was maybe in a weird mindset last night when I watched this movie, but I felt for Joaquin Phoenix's character yeah. the entire oh, yeah. time. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, and we'll get to this as it goes, but I think that the story's a little wonky. I think he had a good life going on. He wasn't entrenched in this drug trade crime thing. This character was, no, no. he was trying to live his best life and then he's, thrown into all this and then he it's all about family i guess and sure. duty and i that didn't land with me on well where he went i think it, it, gotcha. it just I, I don't know yeah no there there's a i think there's a pretty thought a solid theme stated whether it happens right the five minutes i don't think so but i think there's a pretty solid theme stated and i think that is what bobby joaquin phoenix is trying to do and we'll get to that when we get to the theme but he is trying to walk the line because he says, you know, I don't deal drugs. I'm not a dealer. What does this have to do with me? What does this got to do with me? But he enjoys the fringes of that lifestyle around which sure. these drug dealers are acting because he because he does drugs. He parties. And we get into all this in the sure. setup, but he is skating right up to the edge of the shark pool and. And I think I guess I guess I think what I was trying to say before is you were saying he was skating right up to the edge of the shark pool. I don't think the stakes were. I didn't feel how high stakes that could have been like that could have been a lot more dirty and gritty. And you could have seen him maybe involved more in the crime because it didn't seem like he was involved in the crime at all. He was just running this club. He was being successful. He was going to be promoted to another club. Yes. And then he gets, you got to help us. And now all of a sudden he's being treated as a expert drug dealer and an expert well, criminal. And he's not. He, uh, he is overseeing the arena in which these players are doing their stuff and, and see, sees these transactions. Yeah, and, and he's sitting down with the family has like relation, like carrying the, the, um, the, the bad guy, a marauder or whatever, carrying his, his daughter around, playing with her and stuff and getting fed, you know, the trying the, the wife's pie out or whatever it was, you know, yeah. like he's, I mean, like he's, I mean, I see what you're saying. Yeah. He wasn't, he didn't do in drugs, but like he was basically one of their family without even, he's very sure. almost like naive and oblivious to what's going on. Like he, he, he looks yeah. the other well, way a lot. Like it just like not, you know, cause like you said, trying to have fun, live his life and, yeah, like I think he said several times, uh, I didn't know this was going to happen. I had no idea someone was going to get hurt. Like he was just from yeah, you know, thought he ignored might... all the warnings because they tried to. I and mean, we'll get into this, but they tried to tell him, yeah, you got to pick a side at one point. Yeah, and he's and, like, and that's that's dumb. That's from what I've seen. That. From what I've seen, the first interaction with his family, Robert Duvall and uh, Mark Wahlberg, they're just shitting all over him. Sure. And then, yeah, he's, he's, and then yeah. you see his other family, the crime, quote unquote, crime yeah. family, and they're treating him like the most yes. favorite son in the world. Right. I get that pull, but it didn't seem like this. I don't know. It seemed yeah. like the cops came in and ruined his life. Like his fiance left well, him, his the family that cared for him no, left no, him, and now he's going to this abusive other family sure. that's calling him a shit. And I think the <laughs> I think like if 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 you guys, I'm sure you probably have nailed the the theme where I have or I have where you have. Hopefully, I got it right. I think the theme stated is going to shed a lot of light on. Mm -hmm. on his position early on uh anyway let's well we'll get into that because uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited now because that, that's a lot of good issues there the uh that was that was critics and fans the i guess this is reflected in the box office so the domestic 
The budget was $21 million, I'm showing. And the domestic box office total was $28 million, and the international was $26 for $55 million worldwide, which is not great. It, it almost doubled its money, just shy of doubling its money. But that probably means, like James had said earlier, everybody got paid, including the marketers, because if you double the budget. Yeah, it's probably breaking even. It yeah, wasn't so, a great success. Yeah, so this everybody got paid, but it didn't put any money in anybody's bank after all the bills were paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I'm sympathetic to that because, like I said, the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's a good movie. And then I just moved on and never thought about it again. It didn't, like, wow me. But the second time, and, and I, we watched, I watched it twice, so three times now. And, uh, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I, it's, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, I have a note real quick just on the, on the box office. Um, I, I don't feel like we talk about this a whole lot. Yeah. Um, we normally just talk about, I guess, theatrical runs. Yeah. But it says, uh, by June 2017, so 10 years, I guess, which yeah. is a long time. But 10 years. By June 2017, the film had totaled $22 million in DVD sales yeah. and $32 million in DVD rentals. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, there's another 54 million just at, you know after the yeah. So that's basically run. 100 million over its life on a 20 million, which would be considered pretty good. Yeah, and uh, I, I wonder how much that is factored in now because now that's probably even more as far sure. as rentals and I mean not necessarily DVD rentals, but rentals and yeah, I think so. I mean, in a way, downloads. even like the because like yeah, downloads, like, downloads, yeah. downloads. Yeah, like a lot of movies. That come out in the theater, you can either um, you can pay like twenty bucks to rent them now. Oh yeah, like, and that's yeah. twenty bucks. Not you know back then that was you know a five dollar rental or a three dollar rental or something. Oh yeah, I remember so. being shocked when they jumped to like eight dollar rentals. At yeah. so. I'm just curious, real quick. So the director of this movie, the director writer uh, James Gray, did you, have any of y'all seen any of his other stuff? I, I don't know. What I feel like it? I've seen Little Odessa, but I don't remember it a lot. And then I never saw The Yards, which is apparently has Joaquin Phoenix and Mark uh-huh. Wahlberg in it. I haven't seen that um, one either. I remember... 2000. Yeah. Little Odessa was like the one that broke out in 94. That's Tim Roth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen any of them. And then uh, lately, The Lost City of Z and Ad Astra. Nope. So it's I, the Brad Pitt one where he goes yeah. to space. Oh. So it's kind of like... Yeah, I yeah. haven't seen any of the other ones. This is my first one. I was just curious. Yeah, no, I hadn't. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so that's Money Critics fans. Anything else uh, we want to talk about there? I think we got it. Yeah, I would like to see those numbers a little higher. I think that I think it was deserving. But rentals I, and and stuff. I think I think as people learned about this movie, they rewarded it, but with their viewership or whatever. I'm just curious. Was this movie supposed to be a different kind of movie? Like, was it edited weirdly? Did anybody? I didn't read any notes about that because uh, it's written and directed by the same guy. So yeah, it, it just like he probably you know. As far as I know, able to tell the story he wanted to tell. Yeah, yeah. It just in places it seemed like it was well edited, weird, and yeah, could have been done different way. There was a scene I think when they're fighting, when the brothers are fighting, and Mark Wahlberg gets thrown into the guy in the chair. That is the worst take I've ever seen in any <laughs> Mark Wahlberg movie. You, yeah. you see him looking back to judge where he's going to land and then oh, make sure yeah. the guy's okay. I was like, you guys couldn't have done like one more take of that. So there's like little spots. Where yeah. Like, ah, well, maybe you notice that the how many times did you watch it this time? Just once. Damn, you notice it the first time? I've seen the movie multiple times. Yeah. I've never seen that. Yeah, like, I don't know that I noticed. Like, and I clearly remember the scene where he falls into the uh-huh. the scene you're talking about, but I didn't catch. Yeah, he's looking. Didn't catch Wahlberg. You know, <laughs> blocking it out, looking. Okay, I'm gonna land over here, so uh-huh. I don't get hurt. And I blame <laughs> I blame the editor filmographer more for that. It's like because that's not the actor's responsibility. You get the shot, but I. 
No, sure. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, was there a time crunch? Did they have to do reshoots? I don't or, know, like, yeah. was it edited together? Because it seems like one of those movies, and I could be totally wrong, that it was written and filmed as one movie, and then the stuff came back, and they're like, no, we need to change it up. Yeah, I don't so know. Add this because Robert Duvall feels very hot and cold. Uh, that's my main thing is yeah. Robert Duvall goes from you're a piece of shit. I hate you to I'm going to look out for you. And then you're a piece of shit. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Well, I, uh, no, I mean, I'm with you on the back to the fight scene. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah. How many takes did they do? Because like if they only did the one, then that's the coverage you got. You got to fucking use yeah, it. Sure. But if they did multiple ones, then yeah. Come on, editor. Like pay attention yeah, and cut yeah. out the, the, the bit when you see Wahlberg going, ah, well, I'm going to land over here. Cottonwood airs. Or, or they're unavoidable. Unavoidable. And right. yeah. Now, the, now, Sherry noticed, I noticed it when I watched, and Sherry immediately picked up on it. Either the boom operator had really short arms, but everybody mumbled in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it difficult to hear lines. Yeah, I mean, I've I had never to, noticed that before, but when I watched it, yeah, yeah. I had the same thing. I Subtitles. thought maybe it was just me. I was like, can I? I literally I, had my soundbar cranked thing. up to 70, and, and it wasn't that loud. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid to go higher because, yeah, Stacey was asleep, but I was. Because if that goes off in a commercial, you know, when I, I turn it off and I put the television on and forget, it's going to blow my ears oh, out. Man. And James, you did subtitles? I did subtitles. I, I was this close to doing have. it just yeah, so I could have. hear everything. Yep. Yeah. Because like, I think I missed half the movie because I couldn't well, understand it. The visuals were strong enough that you, I think you could track it, but the, the, the dialogue was very. Well, I don't know the- how you heard it whenever every other line was, what did he say? Right. I said that to him. What did well, he say? I the, the like the so the first time I, I watched it on regular volume, and I didn't catch that exchange between Wahlberg and Phoenix at the very end when they're sitting on stage. Oh, the I love you. Bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so this time I did. You know, uh, I love you very much. I love you too. Which I thought, okay, that that's cool. That that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was like, is the I love you part of this commencement speech? Like he's like blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. I love you. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, sitting, they're sitting together and they yeah. sort of... And I couldn't see them, I couldn't hear them say it to each other, so I just saw the subtitles of oh, the guy yeah, yeah. talking, and then I loved oh. you. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Anyway. All right. We'll get into some of this, I think. James, like, the guy up on stage is professing his love. Right. For- That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> All right. I uh, love you, New York City. <laughs> I love this town. Uh, what movie? Ghostbusters. Okay. All right. Ghostbusters, Ernie Hudson. There you go. All right. That was a uh, May West film. <laughs> yeah, Ernie Hudson playing Mae West Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hello, boys. Anyway. I'm I'm kind of culturally enriched, you guys, I'm telling you. Okay. A movie you haven't seen either, though. No, so. I haven't seen that movie. But. I feel enriched already. Yeah, sure. But, hey, but we learned something that is misquoted all the time. Okay. Yeah, that's true. All right. Are we uh, ready for the beats? Yeah. Ready for the beats. Okay, so I was very pleased with the opening and closing images on this. I noticed that the first time I saw it, and then the second time I saw it, I was like, yeah, absolutely, that's what they're doing. And we'll get to that in a little bit as we get to it. All right, I'll start off, uh, and then we can see whether we all agree on this. Now, this is something that, because, uh, that Chris sort of brought me down on, because I, previously in some movies that we reviewed, I considered like the... I considered the opening image to be several scenes or several minutes into the film. And that's strictly speaking, not accurate. And so now, as Chris rightly said, I, I look at the, the scene, the image, not a series of images. What is the first time you see this guy? What is his opening state? Right. And so limiting 
myself to one opening image. Okay, well, all right, before we get to that, there are opening images, uh, almost not necessarily a prologue, but there are these static images of what I'm calling workaday cops uh, in black and white, gritty, scenes of violence, drugs, uh, grit, and crime. Cops uh, working, you know, as blue-collar, you know, pluggers solving crimes and fighting bad guys who are themselves grungy and gritty. A uh, series of these images. Sorry, you were maybe about well, to say. There's a, and then at the final image is the, the street unit's logo on their on their uh, patch that says, uh, you know, New York City Police Street Unit, we own the night. And I guess that's where they get the title right. from. Yeah, um, yeah just because the images, I mean, just I guess so people haven't seen this movie or so it's clear like they're these are real images from real life it's oh they're real the yeah because i was wondering yeah. about that yeah yeah, yeah it's these... not for the movie these this is like based off a real thing okay so those are actual police Correct. officers what probably in the you 70s mean what i was asking you about I, I was asking is that real yeah those black real, and white images, black, yeah. Yeah, yeah real photos or yeah yeah being and a... do you think it's from the 70s because the photos look 70s the movie yeah. takes place in the 80s but the photos look 70s to me yeah, well like, that's what much. I asked yeah and okay. I was about to being a, being a New York cop well being a cop anywhere at that time but being a New York cop in the 70s because I think Son of Sam was going to be around at that point I mean right. it just, but just the New York was not the, I mean New York is New York but New York in the 70s right was like Judge Dredd man or you know almost it, sure. it, it was and then they had like the brown out and the black outs and the, I can't sure. imagine no yeah, so I th- I think this is intentional. This uh, this workaday cop image, uh, because that is very much I think what uh, Bobby's family, Mark Wahlberg and and his, uh, that whole thing. I think that is very much the image that these cops are. They're they're pluggers, workaday, you know, fighters of crime who themselves are soiled, but not 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 corrupt. But to get you know they they are in the muck fighting all this stuff. Uh, I thought it was pretty. Powerful to set up sort of the the stance of where uh, these cops were. Now, then we get into what I call Bobby's opening image. We'll we'll talk about this at the end, or we can talk about it now. It doesn't matter. But Bobby, the first time you see him, he's in a really red shirt. Uh, I, I'm calling him a worker in his own right because he's making out with his girlfriend, but is immediately called away to perform some duty. So I almost want to say that as work a day as these cops are, so is Bobby, but just in his own environment. Sure, because he is. I don't think he ever got to make out with his girlfriend in the whole movie because the other time that he started making out with his girlfriend, he was called. Or, well, he went away to attend to a party. It was almost his choice at that point. But yeah, but no, but I, I feel like that. I mean, it's very intentional. Yeah. Like there's two scenes of him making out with his girlfriend, um, and uh, what was it? Jumbo is is calling him constantly, pulling him, pulling away, him away from yes. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, nothing I noticed about this beginning is he's. You know, a lot of his, I guess, being oblivious or ignoring what's going on around him. Yeah. Even in this, like his best at this point, the, the best thing about his life is his girlfriend. Yes. So he's, yeah, he, he enjoys being the club owner and all that stuff, but like he's ignoring his duties as a club owner to spend time with his girlfriend. Like yeah. he's, I mean, ign- yeah, almost ignoring stuff is a constant, I guess, thing with him until he can't ignore stuff anymore. No, that's a good point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's called away for duty as the day-to-day manager of the El Carib, uh, and we learn that he has a boss of his own. So I think his opening image is contrasted with the opening images of the cop and also the setup we're going to get of his family. Uh, he may be on the other side of what the cops are, but his work ethic is as strong, every bit as strong as 
I think. And and the demands placed upon him almost probably every bit as yep. strong as the as the cops, you know, uh, in what they're doing. So that, that would, I guess that by default that has to be the opening image. Is that was that what y'all? That's what I have. Yeah. Oh, for sure. My opening image was definitely Eva Mendez on the couch. Yes. That was that was surprisingly cool. Like I watched, I was like, "Damn, that's a good woman." <laughs> so <laughs> I had a different reaction. What was, well, yeah. what was your What was your reaction, Sherry? God, that's perverted. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's well, a I mean, healthy, loving couple yeah. expressing their. No, I'm like, I don't need to see that. In, in some mighty fun. Well, she felt that a fun fact. She, Eva Mendez, um, I don't remember if it was her mom or her grandma. She felt that they shouldn't see that either. So she told them to come five minutes late yeah. to the premiere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Now, I don't know. I wrote this down. I don't know. It does. I don't think it comes right after this opening image. In fact, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I think it's stated later, but I'm putting it here after the opening image just as a way of the outline. At some point in the movie, and it's after we get into some things, because I don't think you get a theme stated right away, Robert Duvall's character, the father, this is what I'm calling the theme stated. Uh, And it's almost a twofold thing, but I'm nailing this sentence down as the theme stated. He says, you can only piss yourself and stay warm for so long. Okay, and then you can only what piss yourself. Oh, I thought you said fish. Piss yourself for so long and stay warm. Uh, later, within that same scene, when encouraged to take a certain action, Robert Duvall has a code. He says, "We don't play in the dirt, not ever." You know, so I think those two things are basically two ways of saying the same thing. Now, what I take from that, and then you guys could tell me if that's what you think the theme is, and if not. So what I'm what I'm I'm saying the lifestyle of gratification and excess will not fulfill you over the course of a life is what I'm sort of boiling that down to, because I think that's what Bobby is doing. Mm-hmm. He is in a life that is keeping him warm, that is gratifying, that he enjoys, that he loves, that he doesn't want to be pulled out of mm-hmm. or have endangered. Right. But from a thematic standpoint, that's only going to keep him warm and 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 fulfilled. For so long. And, right. and that's really what he is told almost several times. Right. Yeah. And he may not be a drug dealer, but he's playing in the dirt. Yep. Yeah. And he, yes, playing yep. in the dirt. Well, and, and what he's doing is only going to keep him, quote unquote, warm for so long. Yes. Which, and I guess they like, I feel like Wahlberg and the dad know that, right? They know that's why they're, they treat him like shit at the beginning because they, like, you know, they, I guess they see the truth that he doesn't, right? He's still believing the the lie. Yeah. Yes. You know? and And I think. I want to okay, so I want to think that they didn't turn him out immediately, but as he distanced himself from them, and they realized what he was doing, it went. It was it was such an affront to their moral code of cops, you know, because because Wahlberg will say when we get to the 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 catalyst, what I'm going to call the catalyst in a second, uh, it's a war out there, and you got to pick a side, and right. and he's like, you know, don't you have any responsibility? Uh, no, I don't. You know, right? Uh, he doesn't even apologize yeah. for that. I, I thought. Uh, let me think about it. Uh, no. no. <laughs> Which I thought was slick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, is that what y'all had for the theme, or do you have a different idea about? Yeah, I guess I don't think I nailed it down as well as you did because I had the in the same scene you kind of talking about where they they pull him aside, like the Robert Duvall tells him sooner or later you got to pick a side. Yes. Either you're going to be with us or you're going to be with the drug dealers, and like that's the only because it, it's about the right time for the the theme. Yeah. Um, and I felt like I was like, all right, I mean that could be kind of a call to adventure as well, right, and a catalyst, but. 
I mean, that's essentially what, if you boil it all the way down, that's what the movie's about, right? Yes. It's him picking, you know, picking a side. But, yes. but yeah, as far as thematically, yeah, the, the playing in the dirt and pissing yourself are much, much better. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and they are way later, but. Yes, uh, it happens way later. Now, uh, it, it, that's a unique image, pissing yourself to stay warm. Yeah. I mean, because if you ask Bobby, are you pissing yourself? No, no, I'm not pissed. Just, I have a job, Pop, you know? Right. I'm not pissing myself. I have a job. You know, and and being a nightclub manager is not a bad job, except if your nightclub is the arena for all kinds of sure. vice and, you know, right. Uh, so 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 the fact that Duvall that his father characterizes what he's doing as pissing himself, right. You know, you're you're you know, uh, shows a different definite perspective about mm -hmm. the characterization of what he's doing because Bobby wouldn't think that, right. And then the, you talked about the I guess when you were defining it about living in excess. Yeah. Um, as soon as you said that, what came to mind is when uh, Robert Duvall makes a comment to Joaquin Phoenix's character about how much that earring set you back. Yes, yes. What would you say, Pop? You heard what I said. Yeah. You know, like it was, you know. Yes, yeah. Because I guess on the surface, I just took it as it's a dude wearing an earring and Robert Duvall's old school and doesn't sure. you know, go with that kind of thing. But I think there's more to it. Than yeah, no, that. no, absolutely. Yeah, there's, yeah. You Because know, it, it was a diamond earring or something, right? I'm sure so, it was. Yeah. I'm sure it was expensive. See, I would have been coming about a suit too, right? In the same scene? About yeah. his, that's a nice suit. Is I would have got jokes to seen Joaquin Phoenix maybe in the muck a little bit deeper because up until then, the only thing, only drugs you see him do is he smokes a joint and then he's running a club. I would have liked to seen him maybe playing with that lifestyle a little bit more and know how more dangerous it is because it, it didn't seem like the stakes were too high, especially when Rob and then when Robert Duvall comes at him and is like, how much was that earring? That's a nice suit you're wearing. It's like, well, yeah, he's doing, he's successful running a nightclub. Yeah. I would have liked to have been like, no, he's, Flirting with disaster, he's flirting with yeah. drugs. He's already, and maybe Eva Mendez, like they could have been doing more than just smoking a joint, like they're doing lines or she's into heroin or something. Sure. But it, it it didn't. The stakes weren't as high for me as I think they were supposed to be. I see what you're saying, but I think if they had done that, it would shift the scales like too much. I think what they wanted is for you to. You kind of said earlier they wanted you to sympathize with him and yeah. go. No, he's just doing his thing, and then they're the shitheads that come in and fuck up his life, right? If you see if they show how dangerous it is, or make her, you know, starting to become a heroin addict, then you you automatically start to you catch on very early that he's doing the wrong thing, gotcha. right? Where if you don't show that and you show it, because I mean, just the contrast of the parties, that club is fucking happening. What was he doing with his girlfriend? You know, this mm. perverted stuff, as Sherry said right at the beginning, he's having a hell of a good time. You know, and then they go to the, you know, go to the 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 uh, award ceremony for his dad and there's i don't think there's any alcohol it's a family event well People yeah standing around they show, show the one lady dancing terribly sure and the food is fucking you know Susie's casserole right. like it's some this no, is no, bullshit. I, I, there this was is a definite fun. yeah a definite the setup well, awesome. he had said the two he, parties were he had said when they're when they're in the car and they're smoking the joint and he's smoking the joint right outside where all the police yeah are, he says right? why they're drunk anyway yeah like, they're all fucking drunk so things. yeah maybe the cops are drunk and that's what i was thinking is oh the cops are just as bad as the the drug dealers, like that's yeah. what I was expecting to happen. Yeah. Was the cops are still the bad guys? But I guess, like you were saying, that's the way it was supposed. That was the way it was presented. Is that's the way, way I that took I, it. Is it? Yeah. You want to, you know, he's having a good time. Like yeah, he's not doing anything wrong. You know, but if I you thought, show too much of him, if you show the danger or him, her, like I said, her becoming a heroin addict or him getting his hands dirtier, then you know it, it's hard. I think it's hard not to say, well, all right, he's he is a bad guy. Well, 
maybe know? maybe that I saw it right because I see a Joaquin Phoenix is just a guy doing his job with a loving girlfriend and a loving adoptive family, and then maybe that's what was presented to me, right? And right. then you have this careless cop family coming in to crash in on all his stuff. Yes, but so would you say this is a dude with a problem? Well, I don't that, think we covered that. Yeah, we did. No, we we didn't. didn't. I think it's right of passage. Ooh. Uh, see, I, I didn't. I was thinking do with a problem or buddy love, but right of passage sounds about right now that you mentioned it. Uh, so I watched the movie correct. Maybe my opinions are wrong. Well, <laughs> the question is. Okay. No wrong opinions here. All right. So <laughs> the question is, how much are you willing to look the other way to enjoy your life? Right. So none of us have jobs where uh, we have to tolerate such behavior to ensure our but I, but I guarantee there are things we could probably point to that say you have to put up with that because right and so he has to watch and associate with people that he knows are cutting off people's heads and putting their dicks in their mouth right later on right uh, maybe it was your dick maybe it was your mouth <laughs> right no there's some there, there's a couple of anyway so so and and that that so you're not doing it but you permit it to to happen and you benefit from what those people bring to the table who are doing those things. Right. Yeah. Uh, you're pissing yourself at that point. Like, yeah. Cause they're all with the cops. And so his family is always on watch, always on guard. They're the ones protecting everybody so that you can enjoy your, their life. That's why they're this, these soulless guys or whatever, cause yeah. they're always on watch. You right? need me on that wall. You know, exactly. <laughs> anyway. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So now moving into the setup, I have that the boss, his boss, is more like a father to him than perhaps his own father. He certainly is more affectionate loving. and yeah. loving to this boss guy, who he does not yet know about, uh, necessarily in terms of some of the things we're going to find out. I have the contrast of the two crowd scenes. One family, one is family, honor, pride. The other, sex, debauchery, and gratification. Bobby is fully enmeshed in his own world and loves it. Joe, equally so in his. Two brothers, two sides of the law. As much as Bobby enjoys his life, Joe is enmeshed in the life of being a soldier on the street for for New York, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. I just don't thought about it, though. Um, like the, you know, we talk about how serious they are and these almost like soulless guys or whatever. Like, the, what's the first thing we see Wilbur doing? He's cutting up, playing around, you know, shadow boxing sure. with the, yeah. the other guy or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, I wonder, that had to have been intentional because they know he's got all these hard scenes later on where he's, he doesn't show much affection and he's mad and grumpy yeah. and pissed off all the time. So well, just, it's, and he even brings his kid over for the photo. Like, I mean, you know, so yes, he's a family man. Right? Uh, like Bobby has jumbo and mm -hmm. Wahlberg has his, yeah, whoever that guy was, yeah. whoever that guy is, but his, his cop brother, his family. Yeah. So his. there, you know, Wahlberg has surrogate brothers and Bobby has surrogate father and brother. Jumbo is, Yep. Close to him is yeah. that his brother. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So they've chosen surrogate families in the absence of each other uh, for now. Yeah, it's interesting how they're estranged. He's estranged from them, but he's not enough to not show up for this thing well, for five minutes, you know? Right. And and there's a, there is a subtle scene, because uh, James was talking about uh, Duvall's character being sort of hot and cold. I, some of that is true, uh, but I think there's a, a very subtle scene that sort of underlies what is going on emotionally with his family. So in The Catalyst, Joe, with their father, come to Bobby and ask him to inform on the nephew of Bobby's boss, a major player in the importation and distribution of drugs. Bobby refuses the call at this point, right? I got I got a job. I don't. These are not my problems. You're the cops. Why do you need me? Why don't you do something? Why don't yeah. you do something? Uh, so he is refusing the this call, this catalyst, right? And he gets up to go, and he steps over the pew, 
Okay, uh, and uh, his father knows he's high and sort of maybe unsteady or whatever. But as he's stepping over that pew, Robert Duvall reaches out to steady him, you know, or to or to he said he almost I don't know if he says it. I don't think he says it. You know, be careful or whatever. But he's he's climbing over that pew, and Robert Duvall reaches out his hand to almost steady him. So in all oh, this, that. yeah, in all this angst, there is still love uh, yeah. between these guys, and I think especially, and I and, and praise this to Joaquin for selling it because I thought he sold it uh, when he sits down with Vadim later in the diner, and Vadim is bragging about, oh, don't worry about the cops. You know, a cop was hit today, wink, wink. Uh, We did that. And uh, the old man, Mm. he's taking over and we're going to get him too. And Joaquin's, you could say, okay, mother, we're, you know, okay, that's it. My decision is made. But you could, Joaquin, you could see the rage. I I thought, just a very subtle acting. I thought he did a good job there. Because I was like, yeah, 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 okay, you know. Um, But I, and, and so I think there is that. They've got their stuff. But when it comes down to it, like, you could talk about your mother, but nobody else can kind of thing. You know, right. Almost, you know, I thought. Well, even him staying to try to convince him, you know, after, you know, Mark Wahlberg and the other guys kind of have a go at trying to convince him. And it just, you know, the yeah. brother. So it just it turns heated. And so he's like, hey, you know, let me talk to him. And he, he kicks everybody else out, just yeah. the two of them. And he doesn't just where I don't know, just trying to think about this now where Wahlberg stood over him. Yeah. Kind of talking down to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duvall scoots over. He sits next to him on his same level, yeah. talking to him. I'm sure he still makes gives him a hard time, and he, yeah, he can smell the weed or whatever. Sure. But, yeah, but I, I, yeah, um, I, I completely missed the him one going over the pew, and then him trying to. Yes, and I thought, okay, him. I thought that was a very cool moment for showing that. Okay, I just called you a piece of shit, but I don't want you to. But be you know, it's just if you if you had talked about it, it would have been two on the nose. Right. Well, even later, um, after. Uh, we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit but when Joseph gets shot and the, the two uniform guys come and find dad in the gym. Yeah. First thing Robert Duvall says is which one of them is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. It's not what happened to Joseph. It's like he, he shows yes. that he cares oh, about both true. sides, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. To me, he that just knew was, something bad. He was expecting it to be the Joaquin Phoenix. I would yeah, think, I think so. so. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so that's the catalyst. Is that, is that what they you, know he's in danger and yeah, Playing in the dirt, and he refuses yeah, to absolutely. see it. No, absolutely. I would... It's almost a surprise it hadn't happened yet, but but he's skirting that outside, so, I mean... Well, I like... And you were going back to the Robert Duvall kind of hot and cold. Yeah. After that shooting scene, one of the cops is like, do you want us to get a counselor in here for... I don't need that shit, is what yeah. Robert Duvall said. It's like, oh, okay, so that, that filled in more gap of Robert Duvall runs hot and cold because he's mentally unstable. <laughs> well, I, I mean, his sons are maybe just used to it. Oh, that's dad talking. Shit sure. I, well, I, I thought it was because he, he takes it stoically, but then almost passes out. Like, right. So he was yeah, he's, he's old, old school, school. straight yeah. up old yeah. school. He's, you know, absolutely. But I like that. Do you need a counselor? I don't need that shit. It's like, huh? Yeah. I think we all know some people like that. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sensitive. It's, it's what, what is it? Uh, lethal weapon. I, it's the, it's the eighties. I'm a sensitive man. I cried last night. You know. Oh right. Were you alone in bed? Why do you think I was crying? <laughs> yeah, right. That's right. That's right. Uh, anyway, uh, so is that what you have as the catalyst? I, they they come to him and he refuses. Yeah. No. Wait. Yes. As sort of the first call to action or whatever. 
Yes, because there's a double bump. Yeah, I was about to say, I, yeah. I did want to jump on it too quick, but yes, I believe that as well. And also, I, I guess what I really liked is he gets a, a catalyst, because it's all about him picking sides, right? Yes. He gets a, a catalyst kind of moment from the other side, too. So they come to him saying, hey, and uh, we need you to want you to inform on Vadim. Yeah. Well, like one of the very next scenes is he's meeting with the boss, and the boss is talking about, Marat's talking about expanding operations, and we want you to run it. Yes. Not so Vadim, yeah. Yeah, so he's got these both, you know, these two paths that he clearly has to. Well, the, the, his wife says, and don't let your nephew screw it up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, he's, this one's got ideas. Yeah. Um, nothing, too, that uh, before we just move past it, uh, at the party, the for Duvall or whatever, the, sorry, it was for Joseph, not Joseph, for Duvall. Yeah, he, congratulations for something. Yeah. Um, he leaves, like, as uh, Joaquin Phoenix, after they talk to him, he gets mad and yeah, he gets gone. his girlfriend he, and he's, and he's walking around? out of there. And there, uh, Joseph's up there talking, doing his speech. And he says, let's have a moment of silence for yeah. one of our brothers got shot last night. So they have a moment of silence. Um, one, it shows Joaquin kissing his girlfriend again, ignoring that people are dying. Yeah, it's, it's, right? it He's on the stairs. It doesn't mean anything to him. Yes. The one thing I thought was kind of cool that I, I caught this time is the clock chimes as he's walking out the door he's running out of time to oh make that's that awesome choice. yeah i heard the yeah. clock and i just i just let it go I, yeah yeah that's that, the way I took it. he's running out of time to make a choice you know yeah 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 and 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 before the cops are dying and he's living his best life right, right. you know while it's happening and, and why he's making fun of him you know, right in the car no, I, that, that's i didn't know about the I, I heard the chimes and i just let it go i yeah that's awesome now, the debate, more or less, I think, through conversation with Jumbo, Bobby learns the fate of those who cross Vadim, the nephew. He sees that the minions of Vadim would rather kill themselves than inform, because, uh, you know, they arrest two of the guys. Yeah, they come uh, in, bust up the club, yeah. and, and pour charcoal down his, down yes, his, and, his and mouth. The, or his the guy nose. that works for Vadim kills himself before he can even be... Yeah, he said, if you talk, we'll go after your mother. Yes, and then he kills himself. Yeah. And, and now... Uh, I thought it was a violent scene. Sherry didn't like it. I guess, you know, when they're pouring charcoal, you, she didn't know what it was. I, I didn't understand that scene. Well, I, I guess it's some kind of test for whether you did drugs. No, charcoal absorbs uh, the chemicals in your body, makes you vomit. Oh. It's what they do to people who are overdosing, oh. Narcan, charcoal. So, yeah, it's just a okay. neutralizer to all the stuff. Because he's, how- he's resisting... He's not so much under arrest, but he's he keeps you know who gave, who, who authorized sure. this and he's pushing yeah. and carrying on. So one of the cops makes a comment about he must be on something. Let's give him some sure. charcoal. Now, as bad as that seems, look at it this way: his brother and the cops rough him up, but it's almost an, I want to call it an act of love. Why? Because if they show him any special treatment at all, right there, yep, then the others, his people, are going to be like, wait a minute, you know. So as bad as they treat him, it's almost. And for his own protection. Yeah. And I don't know that he could see that yet because right. like you said, he's in denial and this kind of thing. But it's still, I think, a an extension of, of love and protection of him even when he can't see it yet. Right. You know. Yeah, I don't think we talk about it. he goes by his last name instead of uh Grzynski, the his dad and brother's name, he goes by the mom's name, Green. Green, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they can pronounce it. <laughs> okay, because yeah. that confused me at the end. Yeah, yeah. But that's also separation, like he keeps it it's a secret. Like only Amada knows that his family is, you know, a cop family. Yes. Nobody else jumbo, nobody else knows. Right, right. So uh, so he so you can almost see him realizing that, you know. Because he's been he's been asked to inform at this point, and he could see okay, well, those who inform wind up bad. Yeah, right. So you can almost see him sort of mentally debating. I don't think the bait is super strong, but I think there is some kicking around in his mind about this decision, uh, testing the waters. Hey, you know, did you hear about that guy? Yeah, his head was cut off. You know, but you know, so right. 
So he's, he's sort of speculating, okay, well, these are the stakes if I do this, you know. Right. At that point, I think he's still refusing. I think the double bump is a huge double bump. I have it as Joe being shot. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and and I, I had not seen this for a long time, and I did not remember whether he had, at that point, when I saw it this first time, uh, whether uh, he lived or died. I thought he was, at that point, I thought he was dead. Yeah, he gets shot in the face. So yes, I thought, well, that's it. Oh, my God, you know. Joe, Joe is shot. Bobby learns that it is, and this is the scene I was referring to. Bobby learns that it is Vadim who is responsible uh, and that Vadim will now go after Bobby's father. And at this point, the debate is over and uh, that he had. He accepts the call. Bobby goes to Michael. Michael is uh, one of the cops and says, if I wanted to help, what would I have to do in this secret meeting? I'll call you. Another secret cap. So now he doesn't tell his other family that he's a cop and he's not telling his real family that he's going to go undercover as a cop. Right. You know. Right. Um, there's also the, when he goes to see him in the hospital and Michael pulls him aside and they just, the two of them have yeah. a conversation. Michael makes a comment. Uh, it's a shame we didn't get to him sooner. Like basically before Joseph could get shot, get yes. to Vadim sooner. Yeah. And then Joaquin goes, you know, he's mad and he goes, are you blaming me for this? Yeah. And he says, no, but I'm not the only one with the, like an opinion or the yeah, only yeah. one that feels that way or sure. whatever. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. No. Uh, and the wife of course gives him, you know, some really, you know, mean looks when he goes in there to see his brother. Yeah, because he oh, said yes. some nasty stuff right oh, before yes. then. Yeah, huh? He said some nasty stuff right before. Oh yeah, yeah. Get that. yeah, they, yeah, they got. Oh yeah, well, they got in a fight. Think about my hot girlfriend. When <laughs> you just. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You and your Puerto Rican. Won't you think about my Puerto Rican when you're fucking your fat wife? Right. Huh. That's just not even fat. No, I mean, he's no. just fucking being. No, a no, dick. he's a bit. Yeah, absolutely. just being an asshole. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that fight could have been a lot worse if, uh, if. Uh, Wahlberg hadn't, you know, watched where he was going to fall. You know, could have really uh-huh. hurt him. Could have really hurt himself. It's, well, it's not going to go back and watch that scene, James, and look for it. It's, <laughs> That's it's funny. noticeable for Yeah, me. I didn't see it. That's funny. It's one of those things, once you see it, oh, shit, can't even see it now. Well, I, you know. uh, another secret kept, Bobby's father is not informed. Bobby will wear a wire. And then, you know, I'm looking for the act break. Uh, as just uh, tongue-in-cheek, he, he calls the second act on the payphone. So when I'm, I'm, he goes down and he makes that call to set up the meeting. Whether that's the act break, he has made his decision. I think probably the act break, like if you're looking for a crossing of an actual threshold, he gets in the limo and is blind. I, I think I have blindfolded. He yeah. rides into the second act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put a hood over him. Yeah. But even like, I, I love that whole scene of like once he, you know, breaks into two and, you know, and commits to, to checking out their operations. Yeah. Just the whole thing's just super creepy and gives you this, oh, yeah. like as far as the stakes and the danger, like it's through the roof. Like the car pulls up and like, just a door opens, yeah. Like in this fucking shady, dark street or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like you don't even. They don't get out and say, "All right, man, you're ready to do this." No, Nothing, no, no. Just well, that, that Russia guy sits. You know where where I'm taking you. I've never yeah, taken yeah, anyone. Right, and we'll, you'll never see your girlfriend again. Yeah, yeah. But like, I guess they didn't get out of the car to greet him. Just these no, no, no. Door opens and you got to walk down there to get yeah. in there. So that immediately get a hood. That's one of the things that I did not like. Yeah, uh, was that whole thing. It's like okay, who is Joaquin Phoenix? He is just a club manager what high drug dealer person is going to take you through their entire operation and let you know everything well usually it's carp i say usually like i run drugs it would i would more james i would think it would be compartmentalized of you run the club we just tell you to shut your mouth and don't pay attention and you'll get paid that's it yeah yeah i'm not gonna take you to my operation show you how drugs are made show you the creepy guy because stuff like this can happen 
It's an sure. outsider comes in with a wire. It just made no sense to me. It's yeah, not I think a good, not a good this is the guy that cuts people's heads off and puts their dicks yeah. in their mouths. I think he was confident that, all right, if this guy is well, screwing us over, and then they call the cops Mickey Mouse at one point. And, and it's been established he's kind of a, a screw-up, because you know, don't let your nephew screw it up. This guy yeah, yeah, yeah. is not necessarily... Like, if he actually had to market a product, he would probably fail. But because it's drugs that people have an addiction to... That, it doesn't take any brains to sell drugs, right? Because right. people, so maybe you could almost, I see what James is saying because there is technically no need for it. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, showing the, showing the, the, the facility and what they're doing and how creepy it is. And the dude with the one glass eye that was in the trailer and all the photos, but he's in it for half a second. Yeah. He looks up, he looks creepy. That was it. I, yeah. I, I get it. It needed to be in the movie. I get it. The whole thing, and he runs, yeah. and everything that follows this afterwards. It just doesn't make any real world sense to me, and it pulled me out for half a second. Yeah, were you going to say something, Shay? Well, it's about when the cops come in. Um, you, you're talking that the um, all the cop, I mean, all, his dad and everything doesn't know that he's doing this. Yeah. He's has a a wire or whatever. Mm-hmm. But do the other cops know? I think I in. think Michael's unit or some Michael must have had some that because they were tailing him and he said you say the word and we're there you won't see us but so there had to have been some but he jumps out the window like because he's afraid they're going to shoot him so because he keeps saying I'm one of you or, or whatever I'm with you or so that that uh, whole scene confused me well I think <laughs> at that oh, point too. he was covered in blood certainly the, the brains of that other Russian he was wearing a, a mask. And in the the fog of war, yeah, you know, people come in shooting, and then you got gunfire. You're deaf. Yeah, uh, so that's I a mean, terrible way to go. Yeah, you're well, I th- supposed I think, to be part of the plan, but, but there was then, nothing about him that would have made him immediately no recognizable. In the, especially when all them bullets were flying. And well, so he that, had blood all over him. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's right. So that was the other thing. Was here's a lighter. You say feather, we'll come get you. That was the plan. Yes, that was it. Like. That's not a good plan. That's not a, uh, a tactical plan or anything. Well, I mean, there's I've seen that in other movies where there's a, a safe word and we, you know, we come in or whatever. Yeah, but it's like, hey, there's safe word. How many guys are in there? How many guns are in there? What's in there? Oh, you have how many? It, yeah. No. They, as soon as they come in, it was gunfire. Gunfire, gunfire. It just. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, but then I had to remind myself this is 80s. It was a war zone. Yeah, this I think those cops go in with the mentality. Yeah. It, right. I had to keep reminding myself that it's not that kind of movie, kid. And I just think the whole thing went to shit because, that, to your point about what skills does this guy have, he's, he's not skilled as yeah, he has one too many either. questions. He yeah. Has, like, because the, but Michael yeah, tells he fucks him, it up. He, yeah. Michael tells him, don't be a hero, don't engage in conversation. But Joaquin, desperate to get, because he wants to at this point because of what has happened to Joe. Right. Make sure this happens, yeah. and I that's think that's a lot of stuff. It's not going to dry up on it, dry up on us, yeah, we're, we're, is it? And yeah. he just keeps asking questions, yes, and, and, and that, and he gave him drugs to try, and yeah. yeah. But I think I think if Joaquin had just shut his mouth and strolled through there, better, yeah, yeah. But it, it, now I say fun and games. I have this as the sole fun and game. Do you have a series of fun and games? Because because I think. The, the only way I would lend any credence to that critic's review of being a little bit rickety is I think some of the beats are, they're all there, but I don't think they're uh, enlarged or full. Like you have fun. I, I think you have a fun in game. I don't think you have a series of fun in no, games. I, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Cause the, cause the break in is late even. Yes. I right. Think, so, I think so it, but the, the movie itself is not overly long, no, right? Well, it, it's, it's two hours. It's two hours. 
Which but is not, yeah. I was never bored, yeah. But if the break-in is, is late, then you it cuts on your fun and games window, right. right? To get back on track. You some some of your beats have to be shorter, right? So yes. and so, so, yes. I, so I agree with you. We don't get fun and games. We get fun and game. Right. Which is this meet. Uh they meet too much talk, one one too many questions, wire is discovered, a bloodbath ensues. Now this I don't know who the stuntman was who did this fall. Ow. Yeah. When Joaquin jumps out that window and he lands on his back on that fence. Yeah. I don't even know how you do that as a stunt. Right. No, that makes and my not back hurt every break time. Break your back. Yeah, it makes my shit hurt every time. <laughs> and to me, it looked like it was almost a screw up, and they just left it in. I don't know how you say, "Oh yeah, this is well, yeah. well, you don't want to ruin the take." Like that right, was for a- sure. And if a stuntman gets hurt, and you get it on film, and it looks great, you do that man an honor, and you yeah. put that sure, in your movie. But my God, how did he? How is he not paralyzed? First of all, maybe he is. So when does Bermier with his little chair? So, so the the thing that happens right after that, I, mean, I flinched. <laughs> I it was rough. But then uh, uh, Robert Duvall comes in, and this is one of the things that I didn't like. He yeah. comes in, where's my son? Yeah, this I thought where's was- my son? Yes. My son. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. This well, James, a- James and they're going, now you give a shit, Pop? Well, well that, yes. And I'm a person too, yelling. Pop. Yeah, right. <laughs> to, that, that to me, I was like, you are smarter than that, sir. You know, but. It had to happen because the writer needed to happen, right? Yes. So, uh, I, so Vadim right. could hear it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, and I think they could have gotten away with, with, them still being doing it secretly and quietly and Vadim just seeing it and putting it together. I don't Yeah, it could have been visual. He could have well, he was already in the ambulance. He could have like hugged him or something and oh, that's fucking weird. Why yeah, is yeah. he hugging him? You know, but he was already in the ambulance. But yeah. He could have been sitting in the back of the car. No, you're right. Yeah, he could have been sitting in the back of the car and seen Duvall get into the ambulance and grab his hand or some sure, shit. Yes. Yeah, sure visually. Even as the door's being closed, that's yeah. the second, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway. Back but, to the but, back to the fun and game though. Um uh, James, did you? Uh, I guess you'd made a comment. I was gonna say it earlier about like it kind of pulls you out of the story, um, just the way it's set up and kind of why it happens. Because why is Joaquin the the guy? But man, the the scene when he tells him to put on the mask, and then he goes to that dark ass hallway uh-huh. and nods, and it disappears. Like yes. the lighting is so perfect in that scene. Oh yeah, he's in. Like every time I see it, I remember the first time I saw him. Like I'm not going down that fucking hallway. Turn on some fucking lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So just I don't know. I just well, really, and really I thought it was it. very symbolic. Like this is like he's descending into darkness now. Yeah. You know. For sure. And yeah. I understand that the story needs it and all that. Um, sure. I, just, I, th- I think there's it a lot of really cool, cool shots in this movie. There's yes. one earlier on when Eva Mendez is in the red dress coming down the hall just for the party, yeah. and like you yeah. see the smoke going past her. Oh, yeah. No. Shoulders are really cool. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going down that fucking hallway. Yeah, and see, but you have, I'm, I'm saying feather right then and there. You're right. You have cool shots like that, and then you have other scenes that just end in a fade to black. Yeah. Right. Or guys going, oh, I'm going to fall over here, okay. And yeah, I was like, <laughs> this movie, it was just, it was like bipolar. It was so weird. It's only his third movie. Yeah. Who's, who's? Uh, James Gray. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's not a bad outing, but yeah. there are some, I think, Where's my son? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I didn't. Have, I didn't so much have a problem with that. And then y'all pointed out that, yeah, no, that's flawed. Could have, could have shown it visually, uh, especially when he shows. Right? Show us, don't tell us. Because, because he has shown that he's a man of restraint when he gets the news that Joe is shot. But here he's all emotional. So maybe that's to James's uh, point about the hot and cold. Yeah, yeah, but one son's in the hospital. Y'all just went behind my yeah, back yeah, yeah. and did this, and I got another one's going in the fucking yeah, hospital. Right, like he's right. pissed, you yeah. know. Yeah, I guess that's true. And then. uh just another thing. I think it happens right after that. You have an exposition over the ambulance PA. It's like, oh, guys coming in, bruised ribs, broken leg. Blah, That's blah, to blah. y'all's point because that stunt 
guy is now paralyzed. That looks so bad, and we got to keep that in the film. We got to have some sort of right. uh, exposition about how he he's not paralyzed. Don't worry, audience. Joaquin's still going to be and good. That's what for the I was third surprised act. about. Oh, it's like God. he jumps. Oh, that's well, it. He had a yeah. bruised rib and yeah. a, a broken yeah, bruised ankle. rib. No, I think it's broken. I think she says broken ribs and like he was possible leg injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just can't imagine that shot. That oh, it just gives me chills because you know, I mean, you've fallen on your back, or you. I mean, everybody is. Well, the gate was actually made out of pool noodles, so it's okay. That's what I, was say. I would hope so. Made out of polyurethane. Or oh my god. Yes, no, it definitely it's one of those, you know, one of those stunts that makes you it's a makes breakaway you hurt. chain. Oh, yeah, it makes you hurt. It didn't look breakaway because it didn't. No, get, it sure didn't. It, it, no, your bones break away when you yeah. hit it. Pool noodle for a spine. Uh, all right, so the, I have, this is a midpoint false victory. Vadim is captured, held at Rikers, red-handed. There will be a trial. Uh huh. Yeah, and Joseph gets out of the hospital. And, okay, yeah, and so Joseph, like a, and, Joseph and then and then the other two, Bobby and Amada, go into hiding. Yeah. Which yeah. they go into hiding and then they're not in hiding anymore after that. Like he becomes a cop and uh, Amada just moves in with her mom. Like that, that happens a little bit later, but I'm like, where did this whole. Oh, after dad dies. No, Is they were in, they were in hiding before that because dad dies. Yeah, Cause it's supposed to be waiting a trial. Yeah. Yeah. But Vadim escapes. Escape. So there's no trial now at that point. Well, I mean, they had to be down the road. Right, I guess is the yeah, idea because they got to get him back in custody to have the trial. Right, Vadim is escaped. So now that they're they go into hiding, that's even more paramount of security. And yeah, so they go to move them, and then that's when they get right. attacked or whatever. Right, and then after Robert Duvall dies, are they still in secret custody? Or well, I think I think Bobby has special knowledge and wants to. I don't. I don't think you could put him in hiding if you tried at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's he wants to be a cop, and I think that's what, especially at the end when he walks. But where that did field. that where did that passion come from? I'm going to be a cop now. I've got special knowledge. Here's the cop test. The first time I've ever heard about. Well, being I a think cop. I think after his father died, which okay, so Vadim is captured. I have as the midpoint false yeah. victory. That's what I have. Immediately go into bad guys close in, feigning chest pains. Vadim is taken to the hospital. En route, he escapes with a and with a price on his head. A Bobby and his girlfriend must be moved. Yeah, he and Amada's relationship starts to deteriorate at this point as well. Yeah. That's to me is part of the bad guys close in because yeah, yes, because like we talked about at the beginning, like his opening image, like she's the best part of his life. Yes, and 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 I was always looking for her to be the betrayer. Okay, well she must be the but, ooh that would have been good, right? But that's but, what I was expecting too, right? But I but she genuinely <clears throat> loves him, and I think would have gone into hiding with him if he wouldn't have become a cop. She can't. That's the thing about cops. I don't and, think so. You don't think they would have stayed together? No, she was already like, like she makes a comment about, I feel like the walls are closing. Sure. It's interesting. The walls were fucking closing in before. Y'all just didn't see it. Right. You know what I mean? So no, I just, I think she wants to live that oblivious life and she doesn't want to, you know, be, be on that wall. She wants to enjoy her freedom. Cause like they're supposed to be in hiding. And to James's point, she goes and hangs out at her mom. She's in there joking, having a good time, tossing cucumbers to jumbo. Right. Like completely oblivious to what's fucking going on in the stakes here. And I feel for her at that point, but it's, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you're messing this up. You're gonna get us killed, lady. Well, that's, and, that's, and he's mad at her, and then she just gets mad and walks past him. And you're right, right. You got to see your family. Why can't I see mine? Well, yes. that's not the same thing. He says, right. So I have like the bad guys closed in, just basically that, and then the all is lost. I think we move very quickly into a false defeat, with Bobby's father is shot and ultimately killed. Yeah, and I like that car chase. Oh my gosh, rain. that car chase in the rain really shot really, really well. Yes, like, really, the really idea. Cool. If you want to talk about an idea of value, okay, here's a car chase we've seen a million times, but it was 
it was very surreal, very chaotic. Like I, I as a viewer, I felt almost as disoriented as he must have felt felt right. behind that wheel. Yeah, you see it almost from his point of view a lot because you don't see a lot of outside shots of the car swerving and doing shit. Right. I didn't feel like. And, well, and I thought like even when there's of, an eighteen wheeler in front of him at one point. Yes. And the way they do that, like you get how bad that is when he looks back and you see the car yes. smash underneath and, it. And the and shooting of his, had to been decapitated. of his father is from a distance. Yeah. Uh, but you rain see, through the window. Yeah. But the way he reacts, oh, whatever, yeah. he's getting shot with a shotgun. Yeah, it's good no, stuff. I, I thought uh, take a cliche car chase. I thought they they really put their own. I think I've read in the 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 notes here that he the director watched all the car chases in all the movies yeah. and was like, what can we do different? That's cool. That's and they, cool. he said that he's never had a POV car chase, like yeah, a driver's yeah. point nice. of view. It felt like it was almost underwater. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there was well, a shit ton of rain. They shot it. They shot it uh, on a sunny day and all the water and rain was CGI. Really? Yes. Really? Now, now there a split second here and there. Maybe it looked a little... But I just chalked that up to how disorienting it was. Looking, looking at it with 2023 eyes back to 2007, I could definitely tell it kind of hurt my eyes following that whole thing. It was but very surreal, yeah. It, it, I'd never seen anything like that before. Right. So right. that's I, good on him for doing now, something new. I want to say the French connection had with Hackman and the car chase. I want to say some of that was POV as they're going through the underpasses. Because that's always... I think yeah. it was French Connection. Yeah, no, that's up there as far I think, as car I cases. think he had mentioned something like that, yeah. French Connection. There, I haven't seen Bullet, but there's supposed to be a good one in Bullet. Both of those are, yeah. 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 I just want to say that was the one scene that I did put my phone down. Yeah. And I did watch. And things like that make me have nightmares. Yes, I, had, I had bad dreams last night. Damn it. Yes. I'm and, being chased. And, and I did the same thing in The Born Identity one time, one, one of the Bourne movies, I don't remember which Bourne movie it was. It was, it was a motorcycle chase. Oh, maybe. Because I think it Bourne. I had nightmares movie. the whole, uh, the night after. And I did. I had nightmares last night after yeah. watching that. Well, it's and disorienting. It, it, so any kind of, does it, Does the movie have, I'm just, I guess I'm curious. Does the movie have to be, like have like thriller elements to, to do it? Or can like I don't a, know. It's something like a mission, like, chase. You like watch a mission impossible. stuff and never have a problem. I, yeah, mission I, I Impossible. Watch, does that bother you? No, Mission Impossible doesn't so Maybe it has me. to have more of an edge and kind of thriller. I don't know. It's something know. about that that whole chase where, like you said, you're talking about the truck when it jumped. Yeah. And, and I'm sitting there going, oh my God. Well, I, she freaks out. On the, not freaks out, but I, I, I hate, I don't hate riding with her, but. She, she. Car accidents are are big. Sure, thing. and, 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 and how other drivers. Well, uh, but, drive. well, but people are nuts, someone man. People chasing, cannot drive. No, there's someone chasing him. He's shooting from the side, and then he shoots his father. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think all of that. No, it, it, was, it led right. to me and which is exactly know. the effect. You know, I don't know. All I yeah. know is I had weird dreams last it night. It was an anxiety. No, absolutely. And, section. And and that means it's, the the board Way to go, James Gray. You gave yeah. her nightmares. <laughs> Yeah, you should and, watch, and watch that those stories about the demons uh, and possessions and all this. Like when, when she first yeah. started watching that ghost shit, like I would have nightmares about fucking ghosts and shit. Well, what are the what are the stats, man? You probably have a better chance of dying in a horrible, you know, car accident than you do getting yeah. possessed by a ghost. I would hope so. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope the so. way you drive, I don't know. <laughs> all right, so all is lost. Great. Now you get possessed by a ghost when you're behind the wheel. <laughs> right. Take the wheel, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, we, we've gone off the off the rails, right? This is a car wreck here. All right, Bobby's father is shot and ultimately killed. And I'm having as the all's lost false defeat. Yes, I have the same. One thing I did like is when because Robert Duvall gets shot, but then he like he you know he's like pull over, pop pull over, and then he gets in a car crash and he stumbles out. 
And then um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix runs over to him. And once he realizes his dad's dead, he collapses just like the dad did earlier on. Yeah, I thought that that was was good. Uh, Dark Knight of the Soul, I'm looking at the funeral. Mm -hmm. Again, it's the dig deep down is subtle. And I think Joaquin sells it, but he doesn't oversell it. The funeral, Bobby looks over and sees a couple of punk kids laughing at the death of the Those cop. fucking kids, man. Yeah, yeah they're, they're laughing, and you can tell Joaquin is like, yeah, there's two sides, man, and uh, I need to get, uh, you know. Right. Uh, to the point where even when his girlfriend is talking about his dead father and doesn't even say anything offensive, but he goes off the, he goes off the handle. You don't talk about, you don't, you don't, you know. Right. Uh, at that point, he is. Well, it's interesting. I just don't talk about it, and I might be reading too much into it, but. After the club, when they bust his club, he gets arrested, right? They put the stuff down his throat. His dad comes and talks to him about it. They're yeah. separated by the bars. Yes. And then here at the funeral, those kids are on the other side of the fence laughing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Separated by barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Because yeah, he, he's laughing in the cell and he actually flips his old man off. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and cool. then walks off funny when he gets out. Makes yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dudley Do-Right walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, the funeral. Okay. Uh, so this is the dig, dig deep down. Um, his father, we can... Uh, the laughing at his father and he sees them. I think he, at this point he's digging deep down, shouting at his girlfriend. This is the where I'm, I'm sort of putting the break into three. I have to do this. I have to do this. Yeah, because the whole thing's been about, because you were saying where did that come from earlier? Like to me, the whole thing was about picking a side. Well, picking a side is, is you know, if he's going to pick the same side as his family and follow in the tradition, and he's got to become a cop. So he's filling out the exam or whatever. And he yeah. didn't even, and again, back to this not, didn't even, you know, she gets pissed because he didn't even, you know, were you going to tell me about this? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. And then when? he walks away. He has no answer on when he was going to talk to her. Yeah, when, she says. And Did they yeah. did they have anything previously in this story that was like, he went to the academy and flunked out? He No, I don't, I think he. He tried to do something in the family, yeah. but. Well, I, there's a line at the very beginning when they're sitting in the car smoking the weed, and he's like, "She's like, there's cops everywhere." He's like, "Other oh, drunk anyways," and he's like, "Well, I could be a cop." And he starts messing around and freezing. Oh, I'm a fresh boom, kid. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Well, being uh, dumb. Wahlberg, uh, Joe sort of hints that uh, Pop always said you were a good shot. Is that where you're going? Sure. Yeah, but but uh, uh, this is sort of the reconciliation before the break, before the storming the castle. We're going to get to it in a second, I guess. But Joe and Bobby are sitting down talking, and Bobby says. I should have listened to you. I never listened to you, or I should have listened to you, or whatever. Right. And and Joe says, uh, "Truth be told, I was always jealous of you. I, you know, I, I always just did what Pop says. But you, you went did your own thing. You were free. You know. So right. at that point, I think he did never want to become a cop. I don't think he ever went to the academy and flunked out. I think he early on was sort of the black sheep. And, right. You know. Yeah. So the being a cop just kind of. To me, came out of nowhere. Well, other than uh, the other than the, I could be a cop. Why couldn't well, I? Well, I, I think I think he's picking a side, though. No, like, I think after true. the death of his, because Joe affected him, and I think is yeah. I mean, when in that rain, when he goes down, he's throwing up. I don't know if you could see. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was wondering what all that. I, yeah. That that's what I thought. I thought it was lots of coke. He did a line before. I did too. Like I literally I thought, thought was this supposed to be another movie? Was it cut different? Is he just? James like, where's the scene where he snorted the line before but, the the car chase? Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he was overdosing. It the was theme weird. is dick. Yeah. You know, the theme is you can only piss yourself so long before you to stay warm. I think this is a character who is waking up to his own naivete. That I I Agreed. I should have listened to you. I've been naive. Yeah. I was turning a blind eye till I couldn't anymore. I turned a blind eye when I'd look back. My dad was dead. 
yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, but I would turn to a blind eye as well if the people telling me were like, you suck, you know. Sure, F- sure. You, no, 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 that is part of the I like, you're supposed uh, to identify with them and be on board with them. And, yeah. But at the same time, this people start dying, right? And um, like, and as he gets exposed to it, like he, he realizes becomes... I think he becomes awake and aware of the stakes as as we do, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. To a so, point. So, what you're saying is Robert Duvall and Wahlberg, uh, Marky Mark, they are kind like, of dicks at the beginning. They are revving at like a we'll say a hundred RPM, yeah. where yeah. he is down in the five and ten yeah, sure. RPM because he's just living life. It is. Right. So it they're is. coming at him really hard. Yeah, because they see it. It is very yeah. much okay. the story. They're like, frustrated because they're like, "Why can't you see this right in front of your fucking face?" And you know, and he's gotcha. Yeah, it's I don't the, see that. It is very much the parable of the prodigal son. The prodigal son parable is the son with the the good son did everything his dad said, but the the prodigal son said no. I, Screw that. Give me my half of the fortune, Dad. I'm going to go out and live my own life. And he does and spends all his fortune and winds up in a worse state than he ever had with his father because he lost all his money. Now he's like, you know, basically at this point, we would liken it to what, you know, your dishwasher or, a you know, whatever menial degrading job you're doing just to get by. And he comes to the conclusion, I could go back to be a hired hand at my dad's place and be better off than I am right now. I'm going to go home. And so the prodigal son returns begging for just any job because any job would be better. And his dad accepts him in and says, no, no, here's your fortune back, blah, blah, blah. That's the parable of the prodigal son. And so I think they call him that at the beginning too. Probably. Yeah. They, if they didn't, it would be a miss, but yeah, they, so, so I don't know if it follows that strict a storyline, but it is the prodigal returning uh, into the fold. Uh, Hmm. But to do that, he has to be open to, I should have listened to you line that he right. gives Joe, you know. Cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Anyway. Um, so this uh, break, break into three. I have to do this. Bobby goes into his own, own room and shuts the door. You know, I'm always looking for doors. I think when he shuts that door, that's essentially, he has gone into the third act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's so, after dad dies, he, uh, I don't want to be alone. And he's crying on his brother's shoulders. Yes. Right. Where before, like, it's always been her. Yes. Goes down sits, on his and knees. She and sits there. Him. Yeah. Right. When when uh, he gets the news about Joe. Yes. Well, now that dad's dead, I don't want to be alone and they're hugging each other. And yeah. she's sitting there. She gets mad and gets up and leaves. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, he's, he's, he's third act, but he's closing the door on her, too. Sure. Yes. And then later on, when point. he's talking to his brother, they're like, hey, Amada's calling for you. I'll call her back. That shit never would have happened before. No. no. He's going to stop everything he's doing. He was ignoring his job. At the right. club to yeah. be with her. Now it's yeah. I don't have time for. Well, a he ignored phone call. the the phone call when Joe was shot as well. Oh, tell him I called. Yeah, yeah back. she answered. No, it's right. the police and blah blah. Yeah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's right. ignoring the call. I guess you would say. There you go. There you go. The call back to his old life or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, so storming. Uh, basically, the storming the cattle, gathering the team. Become he becomes a provisional member of the police. So. His team is now the New York City Police Department. Reconciles with his brother, hits up Jumbo for information. Here's where he learns of Jumbo's betrayal. I'm saying loses a. So he lost. He he almost loses a, his surrogate father and brother in this scene because he learns that his boss is the one to put out the hit right. and that he owns Jumbo and Jumbo betrayed him. So he, I think that's the reason he. Yeah, because Jumbo told him where they were staying. Yes. At the Q Motor and Hotel he, or whatever. Now, in his defense, he's, I thought you'd be gone by then. Right. I tried to, tried to give him the wrong information. And I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think so too. But, yeah, like I believed him. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, Jumbo came across to me as kind of an idiot. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but a With lovable, a name like Jumbo. But a lovable idiot. Like, I think this guy loved Bobby, you know? I think Jumbo was a nickname for uh, uh, Lyndon Johnson. 
Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to go well, sideways. That's... There's a few people out there that know what I mean. Okay. He he named a part of himself. Okay. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's what killed Kennedy. No, <laughs> Maybe. Hello. Uh, anyway, uh, so I think he, he so so as as he's, as he's turning toward his new family, like so both of his families are really suffering. Like he's losing. At this point, he's losing both sides of his family, Jumbo and his boss, to betrayal. And and Joe has been shot and his father killed. So, and Amada's left. And Amada's left. So, yeah, this is definitely... Uh, so he's lost his surrogate family, surrogate brother, yes. real family. and Yes. All the, yeah, wow. Yeah, Dark Knight, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. And, and real girlfriend. And real, real girlfriend. Gr- yeah. Real hot girlfriend, wait. Man, I tell you, and throughout this entire movie, I felt worse for her because she seemed like a good No, lady. I think she didn't really love him and wanted Yeah, yeah for sure. You know. yeah. Um, yeah, his family is being dismantled in parallel to the damage to his real family. Storming the castle. Uh, the castle is going to be this drug deal, which I don't think they know where it's going down yet. Uh, and so they're wanting him to hit up Jumbo uh, and his contacts to get information, and he does and, and learns what Jumbo has done and what his boss has done. Uh, Jumbo tells Bobby that it was Bobby's boss that was that put his head out on his father, loses his surrogate father and brother. Jumbo is unable to tell him details of where the castle is, is what I'm saying. And I guess I'm calling this the sort of Hightower surprise or whatever, because he he learns of Jumbo and his boss's betrayal. Because hmm. I really couldn't pinpoint a stronger one or another one. Mm. Uh, no, I think there's a different one. Okay, I think all right. so too. Okay, good, because I, I could not get it. Execution of the new plan. Bobby digs deep down and recalls his boss's pattern of taking his kids horseback riding, uh, surmises this is where the deal will go down. The raid. Uh, this is what I'm calling the new plan, and then we'll get to what hopefully you probably guys have nailed the Hightower surprise. Um, Vadim escapes. I said they, they do the raid. Vadim escapes to the weeds. Uh, Bobby is unwilling to let his nemesis get away, enters the burning fields, and gets his man. Uh, now, I thought this was interesting. He's given his father's gun, the pistol, to an, to basically enact revenge on behalf of his father. Yeah, because it's not um, sanctioned. Because he, he, they didn't give me a piece. I'll get you one. Right. Like it's, yes, better to be uh, uh, judged by 12 than care by, by 6, which I like that line a lot. Yeah. Uh, Bobby declines killing his old boss, having fully adopted what I'm calling his father's thematic code, uh, not playing in the dirt, will not give in to the gratification. Now, see, where he would have gratified himself before, I think, he refuses the gratification of killing the man that killed his father and play in the dirt is what I'm saying. Right. Um, okay, so where, where do you guys put this high tower surprise execution and all that kind of, um, cause I couldn't well, get it. James, you going, I'm going. Oh, I was just going to tell you what pissed me off about that whole thing. No, you okay. go ahead. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I feel like this is right up there with Fred Claus for James. I, I'm worried and... that it is. Uh, I think the, to me, the high tower surprise is cause yeah, he, they, he, the breaking into two is going and, and interrogating Jumbo, getting information, yes. and breaking the three. You're, I'm sorry. Yeah, break, yes, breaking the three. Yeah. Um, and then they're sitting there, and he comes up with the horse racing thing, right? And realizes, and they shoot that down at first, but all right, this guy's the insider, so they decide to go there, and that is in fact where the castle is. Yes. Right. So the the new the high tower surprise has to happen after they're storming the castle. Yes, right. That's this is where I have my I problem. I think it's Joseph freezing. Yeah. I I thought yeah. about then that. Joaquin has to step forward. Right, because he's kind of sitting plan. back. That makes sense. He's kind of sitting back, being yeah. the guy or whatever. Yeah. And then nobody, even Joseph, didn't realize that was going to happen. The dude next to him takes a headshot, and he just see wigs out. Yes, and, and, and a, that's straight up PTSD. I mean, that that's. I mean, I had no problem. This with that. is '80s, so there wasn't no anything like PTSD. I think they called it shell shock back then. Sure, right. yeah. 
No, I, I was on board. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I don't like feel think less of the character because of her. No, he got right. shot in the fucking face. Yeah, no, that he, is good. I, and I, then he yeah. and then he picks up the shotgun and moves. Because later he gives back his father's revolver, says, "I don't need this." Yeah, we're done here. He says, yeah. "We're not going to do. Yeah. We're not going to play in the dirt." But right. or piss ourselves. And he does go in the field to take out Vadim or whatever. Yeah, right. that's that's into part, the grass when it's smoking. That's part that it made me mad because they're setting this field on fire. And they say, "Be bones. patient. We got it surrounded." And he's like, "No." Yeah. Uh, and then he's walking in. His eyes are burning. It's like, no, dude, you would be passed out and dead by now. But hey, cool. It made a cool little <laughs> right cool they're, looking they're, battle. Like I, I, both I, these guys, um, you know. Can do like they do drugs and stuff, so they could handle the smoke, but the other guys can't. Well, anybody who, who's ever been around a campfire <laughs> camping, you just say, I hate rabbits, and the smoke doesn't go in your Shame we're not really filming this thing. It's a shame we're not filming this thing. I mean, it would your, cool. your, fa- your face, James, when I said that, because um, obviously it's bullshit. I just wanted to see what kind of reaction I get. <laughs> I think His James, face, James right. he gets close to the mic, he's gonna say something, and just goes, nah. Oh. nah. Well, I think James is absolutely right. Now, was I willing to gloss over those because I enjoyed the movie? Yeah, yes. shoot that fucker, but yeah. Yes, but but James is absolutely right. No, I remember that being way cooler, and then when I saw it this time, I was like, yeah. "All right, that's cool." But why did we not wait again? No, like, it'd have been it'd have been cool, yeah. like if it was an overcast day and the storm rolled in or something. And, and the, the thunder, the thunder sounds when he's walking out. I yeah, thought, that would have yeah. been that would have been cool. But like they set the field on fire. No, that's that's a death trap. You were walking into death, and I think sure. that's what they were going for. Sure. That's cool. Again, it just didn't make any yeah, sense. I'm like, no, just I mean, wait. Well, all, all I kept saying was, that's destruction of someone's property. Yeah, exactly. She was worried about his shit on the fire <laughs> without running it by the fire department. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you have permits? Sure, who gives a shit about glass? Do you have permits <laughs> for that fire, sir? Yeah. <laughs> was somebody's cane field. You know, somewhere. What if, what if the wind picks up and it blows back and then it destroys a building? Yeah. What if there's a hobo encampment in there? You, you just sh- killed 15 hobos. Yeah, you know. Dang, now I want to see that scene. Well, sir, these drug dealers, I mean, you can't ever predict what they do. They decided to set uh, fire to the field. I mean, it's what, not that kind of... Well, well, it it doesn't show in my notes, but how much the quantity, how much quantity of drugs were there? It was... Uh, I can't remember the number of kilos or whatever. But. I mean, but it, let's just say this. It wasn't a uh, a tanker ship full of drugs. It was right. just like a normal... And there, all this property, all this death over a small well, amount of drugs. Were, there was a lot of furs there, and like, yeah, but, and a lot of drugs came out of that one coat or whatever. But just, right? yeah, just a little piece. But then you had like Lethal Weapon Two, where he's got an entire sure. But this was full of drugs. This was the opening gamut to a long going like operation. They were going to smuggle lots of drugs in those coats. Yeah. So they're shutting down an operation that potentially would have put billions. on Yeah, the but I don't think you can. Uh, Hold somebody uh, criminally liable for opportunity of how much drugs. Yeah, you sure. Well, sell. yeah. I mean, dr- you were selling a pound of weed, but you had the opportunity to sell. Two I think tons of weed. We're gonna put you in jail for two. Tons. I got that he was doing the fur thing because they mentioned the furs earlier in the movie. Yeah. I, th- I got that he was doing that the whole time. Well, right. Yeah, I I knew it. I was like, yeah, he's running. He's the big bad. He's running drugs. It's part of yeah, the fur so, thing. So your point about they're not resting for what he's going to do. They were resting for what he has done. Well, they, they knew he was a heavy. They to prove it. Yeah, they knew he was a well. All they throughout, called, they called him the number one in the at the top of this drug but, chain. Or but they were talking not the old man. Yeah. Every time the old man was brought oh, up, no, clean. we looked into him. He's clean. clean yeah, because yeah, they weren't looking at the kids and they weren't looking at the, yeah, the used coats, kids, the fur or whatever. He used his grandchildren to uh, the couriers. Couriers, yeah. Yeah, but it was brought up, what? That was to make him. That was yeah. brought up three times. It was, we looked into the old man. There's yeah. nothing. He's clean. And then later in the second act, 
What about the old man? No, we looked at him. He's clean. Yeah. And now the third one. No, it was the old man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You told us he, he was clean. You guys are terrible cops. They're, they are Mickey Mouse, man. The bad guys had yeah, it right. No, they're, I, I think, I mean, I, I think James is right, but I enjoyed the movie, but you don't want to look too close. I, yeah. That's yeah. why I guess the first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, it was a good movie. And then I never thought about it again, you know. Um. I, I guess this know. is the rickety plot that they reference. It, it in very the, well could be, and I the, and I think, but but I enjoyed the movie. I mean, same. At some point, you have to just let it go, but but that's not what we do on this podcast. We we're gonna dismantle, right. and 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 I think some movies we review, we dismantle. we don't care who we make look ridiculous. That's right, that's right. including this, ourselves. Not that kind of podcast, kid. Well, but I think there's a lot of movies that we get into, and we find that they are screwed down tight. Like sure. you know, this has some. You know, loose parts. I mean, is the car backfiring? Yeah, but it's getting us to our, I don't know. And that's why I was saying, was this meant to be a different movie? Like, yeah. was it reshot? Was it re-edited? Because I think yeah. I've read something that the this was in Cannes Film Festival, and yeah. it was maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. It's like, maybe that was a yeah, different it, it very movie. well could have been a cut. Maybe, yeah. We'll distribute this, but cut half an hour out. Yeah. yeah. Final image, valedictorian of his graduating class at the police academy. Now, this I thought was interesting. He's getting his picture for his cop ID, and the background is bright red, and he's in a blue shirt. Well, his opening image, he was in a bright red shirt that I'm guaranteeing matched the color of that background. Mm-hmm. Sure. Opening image, red shirt. Closing image, red background, blue shirt, cop. You know, so, I mean, the opening and closing images could not be more perfectly yeah. paralleled as to I don't, the growth of this character. And I didn't, I mean, I caught that, but I didn't catch the color e- either. Like, it's kind of... I guess what you're saying is like, so red shirt, he's in it. Yes. And then it's behind him in the Yeah, end. oh, that's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, it's behind him now. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's perfect. Hmm. Uh, the change this character has undergone. Uh, and then he has a brief flash. He thinks he sees Amada. And I yeah. think that's what you're talking about earlier, James. Like he he thinks he sees Amada. So it's definitely a sadder but wiser tale, right? Like he's, he's yeah. chosen his side. But yeah, being the... It's the I guess the the right call because now he's got you know he's he's chosen side and he's gonna you know committed to to fighting you know this war on drugs but it's damn sure not the fun life he was having at the beginning, you know. I yeah. just and it then probably it, won't be forever ever. And yeah. And then it's curious to see like. So yeah, you're definitely not like fuck yeah he, he did the right thing you know it's not yeah Neo fighting well, the the machines at the end you know this uplifting ending it's so yeah, yeah that's a fucking bummer. So your rite of passage though I mean, like he's grown up. This is what it means to be. But he's grown up into what his father sure. wanted him to be. So chances are he's going to become disenfranchised with the police force. He's going to become an alcoholic. He's well, going to see the 80s and the 90s and the crack epidemic happen. He's sure. like, what did I trade my life in for? <laughs> well, I think I should have stayed with Eva Mendez. Could have had a hot Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, I think about I, that hot I, Puerto Rican when I'm screwing my fat fucking <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, that was that's twice. but 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 that is. I I, don't, I hate to even say this. That's part of being uh, a, an adult. You know, if oh. you can look back on your life and have no regrets, God bless you, sir. Because that's I mean, part of life is being chipped away at till you die. I what mean, do they say in the Jesus. Breakfast Club? Something similar to that yeah. is I forget what they say. You oh, when you grow up, your heart dies. There you go. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And I think I think he's gonna have. Life is being chipped away at you until you die. Yes. That's what you just said. Yes. And I think that's some bleak shit, man. Well, I think, but I think it's unavoidable because you can't deny that forever. You know, you can't be fun all the time. Yeah. Because the price you're paying for all that 
freedom and fun is sure. still a high price at some point. Yeah, the, 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 much the, you, the memes have narrowed it down to adulting sucks, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, James says he's going to witness all this stuff, you know, as a cop. But he, but if he, he stayed in, if he stayed in that lifestyle, sooner or later, he would have he would see the real toll that drugs are taking on people. He would see kids die in the street on drugs that he knows crossed his bar. Right. So, it, sure. you, you know, at least as you're a cop, you know that, I stopped it for today. I didn't stop it for tomorrow. And there's right. more coming next week. Uh-huh. And when I die, it's still going to happen. But for this one brief moment, I stopped this at this time. Is the only comfort he's probably going to get. Sure. But but it's a comfort that he wouldn't have necessarily pissing himself and staying trying to stay warm kind of right. thing. You know? So would the sequel be called uh, We Lease the Night? We Lease the Night, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we finance the night. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, that's we low monthly payment the night. <laughs> yeah, the night is being repossessed from us. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, just real quick, I was going to say a second ago about the uh, just the rite of passage, right? So, just on the rite of passage, it yeah. says so. Number one, the three things it needs to have, right? Number one is a life problem. Yeah. Right? Well, his life problem is he's on the he's at odds with his family because he's on the wrong side of the law. Yes. Two, a wrong way to attack the mysterious problem, usually a diversion from confronting the pain. Oh, and, yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's yeah, ignoring all that shit, right? And then a solution that involves acceptance. Oh, yeah. A hard truth that the hero's been fighting, yep. and the knowledge it's the hero that must change, not the world around him. Uh, that's 100% right of passage yeah. then. Probably the best. Yeah, I mean, that's solid. That's solid on every point. Have we done any other rite of passage movies? I thought we did. Well, Breakfast Club is, right? I want to say, yeah. I have to go back and look to see what we called it, because it was... Was it institutionalized though? No, yeah, never mind. You're right. It's ins- institutionalized. Institutionalized, yeah. yeah. They burn it down, to... commit suicide, or right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's or... right. Yeah, we may have to have you go into the the files or whatever. And I thought we did one, but I can't. Well, well I, I can't ha- think okay, of what it was. If cool. uh, that website, the archives, I've broken it down to every genre, right, genre. and put cool. the movies in there. So uh, this will go in rite of passage, but I don't know that we've done one. Cool. Yeah. Maybe all all by myself. Nice. I thought we did, but maybe not. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, okay. So yeah. Any other comments, thoughts? I think we. I mean, I think James is right on everything he said, and I think I ignored it, much like Joaquin Thank you. did. <laughs> much like Joaquin <laughs> did to. So basically, I was pissing myself to keep warm watching this movie, <laughs> uh, because I did ignore some of that stuff that James is saying, and it's true though. But not that kind of movie, kid. However you want to say it. Right. Uh, but. It might be the reason that I saw it the first time and was like, yeah, okay. And wasn't, I didn't buy it. You know, like Joaquin, I love Joaquin Phoenix. Well, if you were pissing yourself, I must have been playing in the dirt because I I bought this movie and I've watched it several times. Oh, I bought this movie as well. I didn't pay full price for it. No, we paid four bucks at Movie Trader. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. We must have been there around the same (laughs) time. Right. Anyway. Okay, so any, any other thoughts? It was like $5 on Amazon. I was like, I'm saving a buck. No, we paid $3.99, I think, it, yeah. for Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, so that's exactly what I got. Yeah. All right, any other thoughts on that before we get into uh, Pass Consider? Mm-mm. All right, let's do Pass Consider Recommend. Okay, uh, like I said, I saw this movie and I thought it was okay and I, then I never thought about it again. And seeing it this time, I enjoyed it. Uh, but I think I'll probably go to give it a consider at this point. Uh, definitely not a pass because Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is good. I think the movie is good. I think it's worth a watch. Uh, I think it does have problems and it's problematic and I think James nailed those, which in my mind sort of keeps it from being a straight recommend. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm going to pass on it myself. Uh, mostly with crime dramas. I don't spend much of my time watching crime dramas. And if I do, it's like The Godfather. Sure. And you can't get much better than that. Joaquin Phoenix is great. Eva Mendez is great. Uh, it just, it yeah. just did miss the mark for me. Um, I think there are better options out there. Uh, the Departed. Like, I, I think this movie was trying to be so many things, but... Yeah, I, I immediately thought of The Departed when I watched this. I was like, okay, what movie is this like? And it was like, oh, yeah, The Departed. Uh, I'd have to go back and watch The Departed. I, oh, I actually did buy that one, though, so I think I was more impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And, and interesting. No, I own them both, but I've seen this more. Yeah. That's, that's curious wild. to me. Well, this one, this was, what, hour, hour 57, uh, if there was another cut of it, over two hours, but The Departed's... It's long. Oh, long, yeah. yeah. But it's again, that's another one of those examples of it's really good and it goes by anytime it's on, I watch it. But yeah. this one just I don't know, just didn't hit it for me. So I'd have to pass on it. Yeah, it's it's a consider for me, um, as well. Uh yeah, I mean, if you like Joaquin Phoenix, you like Eva Mendez, you like, you know, crime thrillers, then it's worth checking out. Um, but yeah, I guess for the same points that you guys mentioned as far as like why I can't give it a, a recommend. Yeah. Um, it didn't, you know, didn't hit all the all the beats and fire on all the cylinders. But yeah, it's a good movie. I enjoy it. I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess I enjoy it, you know, like kind of talked about enjoying it more than it's maybe worth. Yeah. Than it deserves, I guess. But <laughs> I was going to, I forgot to mention. So last night when I put this movie on, my girlfriend and her girls, uh, they didn't want to watch this. Yeah. So I went into my bedroom to watch and they stayed out in the living room and watched Rock of Ages. Rock of Ages. Uh, Tom Cruise. It's a sing along thing. It's, it's, it's good. Okay. Anyway, I don't like musicals and I enjoy it. So, uh, the it. best part of this movie for me yeah. was hearing Living on a Prayer and Wanted Dead or Alive <laughs> while they're doing this serious drama scene. Oh, and it, we had lined it up just so, yeah. um, obviously, accidentally, but when he's going undercover, it's playing Wanted Dead or Alive <laughs> over my shoulder. Nice. And then when they're going into the, the weed field, yeah. it's like all these others. I'm like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like playing <laughs> the uh, best Wiz- part of this movie, Wizard of Oz with uh, the Dark Side of the Dark Moon. Side of the yeah. Moon. Yeah. I did that, and it does work. That's awesome. Yeah, nice. I need to do that somewhere. Maybe that's why you thought it was the movie was supposed to be something else because you, you had an alternative soundtrack. Yeah, going. you don't know well, about this. He's, he's pulling up no. to the, the the drug house thing, and it's wanted. <laughs> if you turn the sound down on Wizard of Oz, and as the credits start, you play Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd, the music matches. Uh huh. Very uniquely as a soundtrack for Wizard of Oz in a very bizarre way. And as soon as the as soon as she walks out of the door into color into Technicolor, the the song Money starts. Yeah, it's so it's you hear the cash registers. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So it's supposed to be. And then there's scenes where they're talking, and then you hear him laugh, and then on the album he's laughing. Yeah, it's it's, it's a known thing. We we, we should try. Well, that. they they reached oh uh, they reached David Gilmore. Yeah, uh, David Gilmore's a guitar player for Pink Floyd, and they go, uh, "What's the deal with Dark Side of the Moon lining up yeah. with Wizard of Oz?" He goes, I, "I don't know. We wrote it to the sound of music." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a perfect joke. Typical answer. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Cher, you're on. Okay, I'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this. I, I really like Robert Duvall. Sure. Yeah. Um, he's a national treasure. <laughs> yes. Well, and he's a Clemson fan. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, okay. So we can't be all bad. No. It's not bad. Uh, or a Dabo fan, I should say. Yeah. Dabo, the coach. Um, I like Joaquin Phoenix in some things, but I've, I realized watching this movie, and it's probably the mumbling that 
it, it hit me. I'm I'm a bigger Donnie Wahlberg fan than I am a Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I just I was she like, loves Blue Bloods. I love Blue Bloods, mm, and gotcha. I'm a new kids on the block fan. Yeah. I've seen them in concert twice. So recently um, or back no in the day? years years yeah, ago. when they were still new. <laughs> well, no, yeah, but they they do the old guys on yeah. the block. Yeah, my cousin just went to their concert last year, and, yeah. and I was like, I wish I'd gone with you. Um, so yeah, it's a pass. But like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't understand what they were saying. I should have put the credit. Put the, yeah, the captions on. I had the nightmare. I just well the chase. Yeah. Yeah. See, if I went to a new Kids on the Block concert, I'm going to have nightmares. Well, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the thoughts or whatever. So we got two considers and two passes on this? Yeah. Yeah. So Not great. Not great, but... (laughs) And I think, well, I think, I don't know how many movies Joaquin had done, but, I mean, I think his stock has only gone up in following years. I mean, he's... I just I think he's amazing. Well, he he was good. Don't get me wrong. I, no, no, right, I, I mean, right. I was I, his performance was more impressive. I'm sorry to say it because I I thought I really liked Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, but I didn't like him in this. Yeah, I mean I like Wahlberg, but I don't know what his range is. I it, wouldn't. It seemed to me like this movie Mark Wahlberg was. I don't know. Phoning in is not the right word. He's a professional. I'm sure he shows up on time and does his best work. But this one, like if you watch The Departed, that is him. Yeah. Full tilt. This one just didn't seem like yeah. that. It, in the scene where he gets shot and he's in the hospital and he's all wrapped up. I don't even think that was Mark Wahlberg in the bed. Like that didn't Might look not like him. It's like his face is all swollen. Yeah. Was he? I don't even know if he was even on set during those times. I like he was gone. It looked like him to me. Yeah, sir. I don't know. It, anyway, I I don't know. It was, <clears throat> it was a forty-inch TV, fifteen feet away. So that's yeah. how I watch it. I couldn't watch it on my big screen TV in the living room. They were watching Rock of Ages. And I know I sound like a little old lady, but I promise you, any movie that starts out with the, that kind of scene turns me off yeah. immediately. I have the exact opposite. No, I know. <laughs> except for. I will say the bridesmaids has a, a, a funny scene that I keep forgetting that is the opening. Oh, scene. her and yeah. John Ham. Yeah, but yeah, well, yeah I, I, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm just that way. I just no. That's well. It's definitely like a testosterone movie. Like it's a it's a guy movie. Well, I, I mean, say. it's it's straight up. Uh, you know, uh, the lifestyle, right? Um, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, like, like you know, rock star. Like, if you were, had all money, fame, and power, you know, I mean, there's a reason that you know Bill Clinton was able to get chicks, right? I mean, Joaquin is a good-looking guy, whatever. But if you're in that lifestyle, one of the perks is hot chicks, man. I'm sorry, it's just a fact, right? You know, you sure about that? <laughs> well, I mean, I've I've seen pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know, you know. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so it, it's a definite visual of the lifestyle, right? Yeah. You know. Anyway. Never. I mean, it, <laughs> could have been better. You're not going to show him living that lifestyle and he's sitting in the chair drinking brandy and reading a book or whatever, you know. No, it's just my opinion. No, no, I hear you. Well, the movie starts up, she's like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like where's I, my phone? Yeah. Oh, there it is. I think she, I said, oh, God. There are certain levels of hot, and in this movie, she is definitely at the trashy hot level. There is a trashy hot 
that is pretty hot. You know, cheerleader hot is one of them. Trashy hot is another. Right. You put a six in a cheerleader dress, she's an eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> Australian accent, you're a five, you're an eight. Australian accent, plus three bumper right up. Right off the bat. <laughs> Trash out, cheerleader hot, Australian hot. Probably cut this last part right out. Please do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Is that it? Are we done? I think so. Okay. Uh, all right. We are out. Yeah. I just want to say that was the one scene that I did put my phone down. Yeah. And I did watch. But I think that the story's a little wonky. I think. But he is skating right up to the edge. Of the shark pool, and I'm I'm kind of culturally enriched, you guys. I'm telling you, that's a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> I had a different reaction. Is the clock chimes as he's walking out the door? He's running out of time. But even like I, I love that whole scene of like once he you know that's one of the things that I did not like. Yeah. Now this I don't know who the stuntman was who did this fall. Ow. I think he becomes awake and aware of the stakes as as we do. Yeah, I'm not going down that fucking hallway. Yeah, and see, but you have... I'm, I'm saying feather right then and there. You're right. 